we want to welcome Rachel uh, Schaff with us here this morning. Rachel has been working in our Harvest Home for seven years in a variety of different capacities, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that, so we want to welcome you to the broadcast. Thank you. Well, Reverend Kaiser just cued my first question, which was, uh, since you've been working in varieties, what was the first responsibility you had when you joined the Haven Rest Harvest Home? Yeah, so my first position with Harvest Home was as um, child advocate, and I started in 2013. So you worked for the with the children for how many years? Uh, four years. Okay, four years. And as you worked with the children, uh, you started going to school. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's talk a little bit about uh, school. Uh, why did you go back to school and uh, the, the purpose of it? Mm. So um, in... Um I believe it would have been 2017, uh, our social worker at Harvest Home for some 20 years, uh, Leah Gibson, announced her retirement. Uh, And at first, I couldn't imagine uh, a Harvest Home without Leah. You know, she was so much a part of uh, the DNA of what happened with the moms and kids every day. Mm -hmm. And she was such an inspiration uh, to me personally. Um, And so during that time, as just thinking and praying, I just really felt God laid on my heart that um, I always thought I only wanted to work with kids, loved kids. But God had started developing in me a heart for the women. Um, So uh, I talked with our then director, Yvette, about if I could step into Leah's role. Um, I had a history degree uh, for undergrad. And um, so wanting to be able to work with the women uh, and be the best for them that I could be, um, I uh, was able to go uh, for my master's uh, at University of Akron in social work uh, and graduate about a year ago uh, with my um, master's in social work from University of Akron and then passed my licensure exam. Now, a social worker does many different things, and I'm sure it depends on what organization you're employed at. For the Harvest Home, what is the role of the social worker there? Um, So sometimes we even call it case management. Um, A a lot of what we do is to sit down with the ladies when they're first coming in. Uh, First of all, make them feel comfortable, kind of introduce them to Harvest Home, Um, but also talk with them about what their their goals are. You know, looking at the future a month, two months, three months from now, where do you see yourself? And once they define those, which most of them are going to involve housing, uh, some of them it's finding a source of income, like finding work, um, getting childcare set up for kids, um, maybe getting a car, maybe going back to school. Once we kind of figure out what those goals are, then we will figure out steps to try to reach those goals, either with resources available to them, whether at the Haven of Rest or in the community, um, or even through resources in their own family and friends, um, things that they can reach into um, to try to reach those goals. Well, you know, Kurt, we were kind of joking a little bit before the broadcast with Rachel about some of the differences between child advocate and working with the ladies, total two different total roles. So why don't you kind of talk a little bit about some of the, the differences? With kids, uh, if um, they are pushing boundaries and you end up needing to uh, put them in timeout for a little bit, at the end of it, uh, kids really thrive on boundaries. And so they'll still run up at the end of the day and give you a hug and love you for it. Uh, but if you have to have some sort of consequence for an adult, um, they don't love you so much after that. It's going to be a little bit before they give you a hug again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and you also said something about the singing. Kids, they'll sing along with anything. Turns out that you can't really do sing-alongs with adults. Uh, they're a little more self-conscious. So around Christmas time, uh, I was leading a Bible study on um, sort of the prophecies leading up to Christ's birth. And uh, I thought we would sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel together. So I printed up song sheets for everybody. And then I proceeded to sing the entire song while they all stared at me. <laughs> uh, so no sing-alongs for the grown-ups. Yes. 
So, Rachel, as we talk a little bit about transition, four years as a child advocate going through school, um, taking actually filling Lee Gibson, uh, who Kurt Lee still does help out. She, she does. comes and on, on occasion in she'll our answer. Building now. Yeah, on, in yeah. our building, she'll come in and answer phones yeah. uh, for us, which is a great blessing. Yes. Uh, but as you transitioned into that role, why don't you tell me some of the things that you had to start doing that were way different from working with the children. I mean, sure. with the children, you, you played games. I know there was a lot there. Yeah. Uh, but with the, the adults, it's, it's, it's different. It, it absolutely is. Um, I think the part I enjoyed the most is you get to really work with the moms from start to finish, uh, from shelter to their new home. Um, my favorite part is when a family stays <coughs> with us and gets into their permanent housing, uh, that sometimes I get to be the person that helps them drive their things to their new place and see their new home. Um, I love that aspect of it because as child advocate, you really are working on the present what's going on right now, making the shelter an experience for them. Case management, you're focused on the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really love that. I love the opportunity to um, drive the women to appointments um, and different things because that's really the best time to get to know somebody uh, when you're driving because sometimes Mm -hmm. you just, you know, you're shooting the breeze. You Mm -hmm. uh, just start telling stories and getting to know them as a a person. Um, So some of those things are my favorites. And then the other thing, um, I got to do this with the kids too, get to teach Bible studies. Um, But one of my favorite parts is every Wednesday morning I get to lead Bible study with the women. um, And that's just a really cherished time. Mm -hmm. I would think that you would know too what their kids are experiencing because you did the child advocacy. Is that true? Did that ever come up in conversation? Absolutely. And and I love, too, that um, when they express concerns about their kids um, being in the shelter or they're not sure about leaving their kids down in the nurture center, our playroom, um, that I can I can kind of talk with them through about how um, our staff is trained, their background check, fingerprint, all the volunteers that work with them, and can kind of tell them about some of the fun things they do um, to hopefully make it a little easier even for the parents. Well, I'm sure, Rachel, working with both levels of the children and, and the moms, uh, a lot of insecurities, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things that go on in their life, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, when you were working with the children, uh, you probably didn't get to hear so much of the other part of the story sure. through, the, through the mom. So I'm sure that's been an eye-opener for you as well. Absolutely. And, and when you hear the stories, uh, and sometimes you could tell working with the kids that things had gone on, difficult circumstances, um, that they'd witnessed some things that, that no kiddo should. Um, but really talking with the mom and thinking about how this has impacted the entire family's life, uh, some of the things that they've experienced or been through, um, even some of our families just staying from place to place before coming to, to Harvest Home and environments they were exposed to that they, they wouldn't necessarily have chosen for their families. Mm-hmm. You may have kind of overlapped into this, but um, what, what do you enjoy most about the social worker working that position? Yeah, for sure. So um, I love seeing the, the families um, kind of grow into the space uh, when they come in and they're kind of nervous. They don't know what to expect. They're kind of expecting a shelter to be dirty and dingy and all be in one big room piled up together. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they first come in and it's not at all like what they imagined um, and then see them become uh, comfortable there. And maybe even as new families are coming and being the one that goes up and welcomes them and say, it's not so bad. You're going to be fine. Uh, I love that. That just hurts my heart. And so let, now, we talked about some of the things you like. What are some of the challenges that you face as you work with the ladies? Um, so for sure, the most difficult part is um, as a, a caseworker in this type of um, 
shelter environment, um, you're dealing with people that come from all sorts of backgrounds. Um, some of them um, may not have experienced a sort of stable environment where they feel safe. And so they're always on high alert uh, and might be ready to um, get into arguments or, um, or, or cause some chaos for the other families. Uh, so part of what I do as well is um, meeting with um, people one-on-one um, or do mediation sessions to try to make the environment as safe um, and comfortable for everyone as possible, uh, which at some points means that some people are, quote unquote, getting away with things, uh, but we're working with them too. Uh, and some people that are used to being in like a really um, not yelling type environment feel like maybe there's too much chaos. Some people listening might want to know, what are the spiritual opportunities for uh, ladies at the Harvest Home? Um, well, we have Bible studies every morning, um, devotions in the evening, um, and then uh, they attend chapel services on Sundays. But um, we also have the opportunity for the ladies to do discipleship. Um, one of the things that was really cool this morning is, um, so I was teaching Bible study, and um, we were having this great discussion about um, Jesus and about how when he was going to the cross, he knew everything that was coming and every step that he took, he was saying, yes, he was going to do this. At any point, he could have called it off, but he didn't out of his love for us. Um, and so we were having this discussion and one of the women um, loved uh, the study we were going through so much that she asked if she could get her own copy. Um, so these opportunities where these discussions just blossom um, and in their normal chaotic lives, maybe they don't have that time to stop and pause and, and talk about spiritual things and talk mm-hmm. about God. Um, so that's a, that's a really exciting time. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, Rachel, is there ever a time when you're in counsel and maybe the uh, they have several children that are with the child advocate and maybe you need to bring that child and mom together for counsel? Does that ever happen? Um, there definitely are those times, um, especially as we're looking at like our older kids, our, our preteens, our teens. Um, there could be times where uh, mom and kids aren't quite on the same page uh, and, and might need that opportunity to, to have someone there to kind of mediate mm-hmm. um, and be a go-between. I'm getting a picture of you. You do a little bit of everything there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. <laughs> Jack that... of all trades, master of none. Yes. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> that you uh, take uh, adults like maybe in provide transportation for things. What, mm-hmm. what types of things would you, might you be driving them to? Um, so we can assist with getting um, birth certificates for um, members of the family uh, if they need a driver's license. Um, they actually need someone from the shelter to confirm that it's okay they use our address, so I'll take them to do that. Um, doctor's appointments, sometimes they'll have medical issues they need to follow up with. Uh, we have some of our, our ladies that uh, might be uh, expecting a kiddo, uh, and so they might have some, some appointments and things with that. Um, so a lot of those those type things. And then, of course, my favorite is at the end of their stay, if we're going to their new home, uh, can also assist with uh, bringing some things to their new place. That's wonderful. Now, now Rachel, you you brought something that you wanted to share. I did. I think a, some, a story or a testimony. Why don't you go ahead and share that? Okay. Something that you said that really touched you. Yeah. So, um, so we had um, a family that came to us leaving a domestic violence situation. Um, she was from out of state. Uh, when she first called in, um, you know, I... I went through some of the normal warnings about how difficult it can be uh, to completely move and not have a support system. But she said uh, she needed the fresh start. Uh, She kept running into the guy uh, in the place that they were living. Um, So she came to Harvest Home. Um, While staying with us, uh, she actually accepted Christ. And a couple weeks later, both her kids did uh, during Bible study um, with the children's department. Um, And so when our ladies stay with us, 
uh, they can apply for what we call our long-term program, and, and that's a little more intensive um, where they do more like discipleship, case management, different things like that. And so this was actually part of her long-term application, and I just loved this so much. So this is something that she wrote about her stay after just 30 days at Harvest Home. She wrote, through classes, I have learned to cook and eat healthy. In parenting class, I've learned how to help my kids talk through their problems and have patience as a mother. I learned that they are watching me, so I must be a good role model. Um, I've learned that I must put God first in my life in order to succeed. I've learned to pray in the morning and at night for strength and courage. I've learned that he is just in all his ways, and God does not lie, and never will give me more than I can bear. Since living here, I have been the happiest I've ever been in my life. I'm finally slow to anger and quick to give and as humble as ever. I have never felt so safe before. I truly do believe God brought me here for a reason. Wow. Praise the Lord for that. I feel, I feel like we should end on it. I don't know how much more time we have. It's hard to ask a follow-up question. Well, that's, you know, that's Kurt, that, that, that's that what deep. it's about. Yeah. That's what that's what the haven is about. Yeah. And can I just tell you one of my favorite things about this yeah, family, sure. too, is um, when they moved out into their house, um, one of our other staff members was talking with her about what type of furniture she might need in her place. And um, she said, I, I just really need a little table. Uh, and so our, our staff person was like, oh, yeah, sure, of course. So you have a place to eat. And she goes, no, so I can have a place to do my devotion every morning. Mm-hmm. Wow. I I know when we talk to uh, Keith and Dwight Johnson, uh, they talk about uh, barriers uh, sometimes that help uh, overcome Mm -hmm. uh, the the people that they're working with to help them overcome those. Um, Do you have um, barriers to help that you have to help the ladies uh, overcome? Uh, in terms of, um, I don't know, employment history mm-hmm. kind of thing, the criminal background, sometimes instability from mental health issues, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so so the range is pretty vast. It can be anything from um, struggles with addiction, um, mental health, um, to, uh, like you were saying, with um, with employment. Maybe they've had difficulty keeping employment, especially because I work with the women with kids. Um, child care can be a huge barrier. Maybe mm-hmm. they found a job, they thought someone was going to watch their kids, that person fell through, and then they left that job. Uh, a lot of times when we'll talk about job history and we talk about their most recent job, they lost it because they didn't have child care or transportation. You know, a, a vehicle uh, broke down, uh, couldn't get the bus to okay. um, in time to yeah. get places. Right, well... Uh, all that's left to do is thank you for uh, coming in and uh, sharing about this. And I know our listeners uh, were blessed mm-hmm. and, and found it very interesting, as both Reverend Kaiser and I did as well. So God bless you, and uh, best of luck to continue to serve the Lord there. 